right, guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Two Many Hobbies podcast. This is now season three, and I appreciate all the support that I've gotten from everybody. We're going to dive into a lot of cool stuff today. It's not going to be a super long podcast, but it's going to give me a chance to kind of introduce season three, introduce this new hunting season, and recap last year with YouTube, the podcast, and some of the more exciting things that are going to be coming this year. So I appreciate everybody's support on the podcast the podcast has grown. Last year, we got three or four times as many view- downloads and views as we've ever gotten on here. And it's just cool to see all the different guests that wanted to come on, everybody's support that has been listening to the podcast, sharing it with people, and uh, and also helping try to find new guests. Um, some of my friends and local people from Ohio that came on, I really appreciate you guys coming on. And uh, those episodes did pretty well. It's pretty cool to see that this Lake Erie niche of duck hunting uh, has brought so many people together. And uh, it's brought out some pretty cool people in the area, guides, um, stuff like that, that have been able to broadcast their businesses on here and uh, share kind of their background with some of their clients, stuff like that. I've had some friends that were from across the country, out of the country, that came on last year. Greg, Travis, Wesley, um, you know, I had I had some pretty cool people on. And uh, then I finished the season off with Eric, Eric Massey from Tangle Free. And if anybody knows or watches my channel, I'm a gigantic Tangle Free fan. I've always liked their products. They've been really good to me over the years. And uh, with that season finale, it was really cool to pick Eric's brain, hear the inside story of Tangle Free and how it's kind of evolved since he's worked with them, get some background on uh, some of the products that have come out that a lot of you guys use and uh, a lot of products that I've reviewed and pushed because I really believe in them. Um, after that podcast, I was uh, I was asked to film for the RNTV show, which is RNT Duck Calls uh, TV show at the air on my my outdoors channel, um, the uh, or my outdoors TV, uh, the Sportsman's Channel, Outdoors Channel, and uh, so I've been talking with Sean Stahl from RNT uh, Tangle Free sponsors the show, so that was kind of the in there having Eric on and him and Sean both following what I do. Um, I am very humbled by the opportunity to even be considered to film for RNTV. Um, it's going to be a really cool season. We're scheduling it right now. So there's a trip in Minnesota planned that we will be doing. Um, and then we're going to be hopefully filming some behind the scenes stuff to show, show everybody what goes on there. So uh, it'd be really cool if you guys support that, support their show and uh, support the guys over at Tangle Free. It's a, it's a really cool opportunity, and I am mind blown that I'm even, like I said, considered for this. And now talking with Sean and getting stuff scheduled to hopefully be out in the field with them this season and get some really cool uh, shows filmed for next year. This will be for season 21 of the show. Season 20 is airing right now. And uh, if you guys are interested in that kind of stuff, go check it out on those platforms. It's a, uh, I know that TV shows these days are kind of falling off, but um, the amount of people on YouTube that are filming really high production quality uh, content, it's hard to compete with that. But 
I don't think that there's really anything that beats a quality TV show that, um, you know, a lot of work goes into these things. And it'll be pretty cool to hopefully showcase that and, uh, and see, uh, see what goes on behind the scenes. Um, I know that there's a lot of people that just think you show up to a duck club, film a TV show, and there's just birds that magically appear, but that's not the case. And, uh, it'll be cool to hopefully let everybody see that. So I'm beyond thankful for everybody's support because without anybody that, that follows my channels, my, uh, my pages that listens to this podcast, this kind of stuff doesn't happen, especially to people like me. So I'm very grateful for everything that, uh, everybody has done to support me. Um, if you guys want to keep supporting me, be sure to watch the videos, like them, share them with your friends. Uh, same with the podcasts. Um, you know, there's a lot of content out these days. There's very minimal content that comes from Lake Erie and I'm hoping to kind of showcase that throughout the season as well. Um, really focusing on, on the divers. I know that's a big hit with everybody and, uh, just getting out there, showing, showing what we've got here, showing, uh, what, what you can do with being just a regular Joe Schmo like myself. Um, just keep learning, keep, keep pushing, keep scouting and, uh, you'll get there. I'm still trying to get there. So it's a, it's been a fun journey and I appreciate everybody's support. So beyond the, uh, the trips for RNT, we'll be doing, um, our regular Houghton Lake trip. Um, we've got that plan for the end of October. Generally that migration is either starting or has begun in that area. And, uh, it's generally cooler there. So we like to make the trip up, do some layout hunting, just kind of mix it up from the old lake and marsh grind here right on, on Lake Erie. So that'll be a cool trip. Um, I've been talking to um, Jaden Banks from, if anybody's familiar with the Banks Boats, um, his family started that. We will hopefully be doing some sort of collaboration up in, in Canada. Um, we've talked about maybe doing a cormorant hunt, um, something like that, layouts for bluebills and redheads. So be on the lookout for that. He doesn't live too far from me. You know, it's a it's a pretty easy trip to get up there. So it'd be pretty cool to go up there, film that stuff, and, uh, you know, get to see a different part of Lake Erie. You know, for us on the south west side of the lake, it's a little different than the central north of Long Point. So it'd be cool to get up there, see what's going on. Um, if anybody listened to the Punisher Waterfowl podcast that I was on last year, um, I've been, I've been on it twice. So it's been really cool to get to know those guys, become friends with them. And, uh, we've got some mutual friends here in Ohio with, uh, Craig Mintz from Real Geese. Um, hopefully that, hope, hoping that we can get Damien down here. We've been talking about, uh, uh, having him come down and spend some time with myself and Craig, uh, set up some hunts and get, get some of our Canadian friends down here to, uh, to experience the lake, experience some of the hunting down here and, uh, see what, see what we can get, um, filmed as well. I'll be filming that. And, uh, so that's in the works as well. I know I'm just talking about stuff that's in the works and, uh, but it's all exciting. It's all exciting stuff for the channel and, uh, 
just kind of the networking aspect of being involved with people in the hunting industry. So it's it's been been a really cool ride. Um, last year kind of tipped the scales for me as far as uh, getting some sort of recognition from from people and um, really hoping to, to up the the production this year and get some really cool guests on. So if anybody, I have some guests in mind, if people have uh, guests that they'd like me to reach out to, please let me know. You can DM me on Instagram. You can message me on Facebook. Um, you know, there's plenty of ways to get a hold of me and let me know your thoughts. That's what we're here for is uh, trying to give you guys what you want. So hopefully, uh, hopefully you guys are enjoying it and uh, hopefully we can get some, some more content out to you as well. Last year, I focused quite a bit on the photography stuff as well. That got that was that was a huge hit. Um, I ended up investing in a new Sigma 150 to 600 lens last year, and uh, I was able to get a lot of really cool pictures with that. A lot of cool dog pictures. I used it for um, some of the the B-roll in the videos, uh, real tight shots, trying to get you know dogs out on the lake and stuff like that, <clears throat> and. Uh, that lens has just been, I mean, game changing as far as getting, uh, you know, better focused birds in flight. Uh, that was really cool to be able to go to a couple of my honey holes after the season was over, find these birds that are flying around and, uh, reach out to them a little bit further than I did with my 500. And, uh, the quality of the pictures is just much better. I'm still running Nikon mirrorless cameras for anybody that's interested in that. Um, that helped me finish off the wall behind me. If you guys are watching and uh, you guys have seen the wall, it's turned out pretty cool. Got a lot of dog pictures up there, uh, farming pictures, ducks, sunrises, uh, pheasant stuff. Uh, it's just turned out turned out really cool. I found some um, some more memorabilia. Uh, I found there's there's a uh, a knitted um, hooded merganser on the wall there's a uh, a new uh, saw so there's a, a local like I say local but Ohio uh, artist that drew a really cool wood duck on an antique saw that's that's up there and then kind of the the main piece uh, that you can see in the video is uh, the mount from Greg at Fallen Feather so I'm really I'm grateful to be that close to a world-class uh, taxidermist he lives just a couple miles down the road from me in his new studio and if you guys haven't seen that video um i suggest you check it out because seeing his shop and the operation that they've got going on there him and adam are pumping out birds like crazy so it's uh it's cool to see all of the stuff that they're making it's cool to look at one of these masterpieces every morning that i'm up here working and uh get to see it in my office so that's been really cool Really wish that I can make another trip out for sea ducks, and if I do, we'll be getting another mountain like that done. So, uh, yeah, really stoked about how this how this walls turned out. Really, really excited about all the uh, the pictures that I was able to get up there. There's still so many pictures that I haven't posted, pictures that I want to get printed to put on there, and uh, I ended up doing picture frames instead of the line of canvases that's up there so that I can swap out pictures as I take them and ones that I want to put up there without having to order more canvases and have canvases laying around and stuff like that. If anybody is interested in prints, 
Um, I'm no longer doing the Shopify store. It just wasn't uh, getting the traffic that I was anticipating it would. But any prints, if anybody's ever interested, please just shoot me a message and I'd be happy to get those set up for you. Uh, hoping that this year we can use that, that 600, get some more pictures. I'm really going to try to focus on um, using the cameras as we're out on the lake um, a little bit more. It's really hard when you're running a dog, you're helping, you know, set up these hunts and, you know, get ready and get everything deployed, all the decoys, moving boats, you know, it's uh, the more equipment that you bring, the more intricate these hunts get. So I'm hoping that I can focus more on getting pictures when I want them, better uh, better video from the, the big cameras. It's kind of terrifying having like a three or $4,000 setup uh, near the water. So um with that running another business of mine, it's really difficult for me to uh, to go all in on bringing the nicest camera and the nicest lens. So uh, generally, I'm using this Z30 that I've got, and if I bring my Z62, I put it in a big waterproof uh, hard case, so it uh, it doesn't it doesn't have the chance to get wet. It doesn't have the chance to bounce around the boat. You know, it's uh, secured, it's safe, but you just never know what's going to happen. Everything's insured, luckily, but it's uh, just something I'm trying to keep keep in mind that I also have uh, have other things that I need those for, so I can't just be dumping them in the water all willy-nilly and having to buy new cameras. So hopefully we can get some, uh, some, some really cool footage this year, see if I can't put together something at the end of the year throughout from a, a recap or something from throughout the year and uh, see if see if we can come up with anything so it'd be pretty cool um yeah last year the recap of last year went went pretty well we were uh we had some times that we struggled um you know there was a, a few days that we had like a flash freeze and uh kind of screwed up all the plans that we had um early season we did pretty well on the on the geese early season the doves early season um we had uh had some had a soybean hunt that went really well. Um, I was using the shot cam for the first time for that video, and uh, it was just, it turned out so cool having the shot cam um, with the two GoPro angles. Um, I've always just liked the first person view of the hunts, you know, just like Thomas Hoke and, uh, you know, High Prairie Sportsman, Josh from Outdoor Limits, like, I like the first person being able to see the person take the birds. The quality obviously is a little less depending on how you look at it. Um, I mean, GoPros now are shooting such good quality video that you're getting high quality video. It's just not the, the tight shots that everybody wants. So I think that the way to bridge that gap is with the shot cam. And that's been an awesome tool. Um, last year, I think it gave the, the video a lot more body compared to the year before. Um, I was using two cameras the year before a lot of the middle Harbor hunts and, uh, getting those two angles was really cool. Uh, we had, <clears throat> had somebody in our group that had a shot cam. So I was able to throw some of those clips in there, but the quality just didn't come across as well, um, from the text message video. So now having my own shot cam, getting that 
having secondary shots from Damian and Jeff and whoever else wants to wear a GoPro, that's always super helpful for the videos to just give them a little bit more of a, a little bit more body, a little bit more content. Um, the different angles is cool. So doing that for the first time in the soybeans was cool to be able to see these birds real. I mean, those, those birds were feet down at our feet. So it was, it was easy to get really nice tight shots of that. Um, with the divers, it's really hard to get, um, good tight video just because they're so fast. But when you're, when you got it on your gun and you're aiming at these birds anyway, it really gives you a better shot with that shot cam. So, you know, it's, it's zoomed in 4X. It's shooting at 100, 100 frames per second, so it's all slowed down. And uh, I feel like those shots are, uh, are really what make the, the kill shot. You know, it's, it's cool to have, you know, the shot on your head, but I can only zoom in so far when I'm editing these videos without making it a pixelated mess. So it's, uh, it's nice to have that shot cam. It's really nice to, you know, have the, the extra angle and, uh, really looking forward to getting that thing dialed in a little bit better this year. Um, it didn't go off a few times last year when I would hit it. So I think there's a sensitivity issue that needs to be resolved. Um, it wasn't, uh, wasn't aimed correctly <laughs> for some of the hunts so you could see the bird but it wouldn't uh it wouldn't be right on the bird for the, the kill shot so i just have to do a little tinkering with that to get it all nice and dialed in for this year um but as far as the rest of the hunts went i mean you know we we struggled with some divers when we thought we were going to get into them uh we did some layout hunting and uh that went pretty well um the issue that we've been facing is just that everybody's families are growing. So I have another child, um, that was here last December. And so coordinating these days and these hunts has gotten a little more difficult with multiple people. So I think that this year with, uh, the addition of my new mud boat, new to me, mud boat, the 15 foot go devil, um, there's going to be some, some, a lot more solo hunts. Um, I'm going to try and do a lot more during the week and uh, break up my weekend warrior status. Uh, now that I work remotely, it's a little easier for me to go out in the morning, come back, and then just start working right away as opposed to having to drive into work and stuff like that. So it should be very, very convenient to be able to uh, go out during the week, beat the crowds, um, do some shallow water uh, marsh hunting with the the mud boat, um, not have to get out on the big water by myself and just be able to explore some new areas that we generally haven't been able to get to with our outboard boats. So it should be, should be a good season. Um, be able to get out on kayaks and stuff like that. Get boomer out. Um, should have another dog by the end of the season or early next year. So, um, hopefully we can, uh, get that dog here at boomer's peak i don't know i mean boomer's peak is a little different than most people's dogs peak because he's just a he's a different dog he's just a he's a very conscious dog he doesn't like to uh launch off the side of the bank and um he's always conscious of where he's stepping in the water and uh you know he gets fired up and he starts going but there's times where something will will poke him and and, you know, he gets a little freaked out, but, uh, 
that's just how he is. He's he hasn't gotten injured yet, so I I attribute that to kind of his weariness and his consciousness of um of where he is in the water, uh where he is in the marsh and uh you know, I don't want to hurt my dog, so I'm glad that for my first dog, he's not just like a a fire-breathing dragon. He still has the drive. He wants the birds. He uh, you know, he gets gets excited anytime people start calling or people start moving, standing up and um I'm just glad that he's a he's a conscious dog. He's a very steady dog. Um his obedience is good. He just he does the thing and that's all I can ask for him. So I think he's excited for the season. He's had a lot of time sitting around this year. We uh my goal this summer was to get him to do the whistle stop um so I could help handle him a little bit better. And uh, we finally pushed through that hurdle. Um, I have been doing the beep on the collar as opposed to uh, a whistle. I think that it just suits what I do with him a little bit better. He's not a hunt test dog. He doesn't need to stop on a whistle. Um, if I can get him to stop on the beep, it's not as much of a, um, it's not as audible. So there's not a lot of, you know, I'm not the guy blowing my whistle all over the place, especially in the marsh and stuff like that. So, um, that's worked out pretty nicely. Been just keeping him in shape, just making sure he's doing the thing, and uh, we'll we'll be tuned up by the time the season rolls around. So, uh, you know, post post season last year, we got into uh, some walleye fishing. Did some did a few videos on walleye. Those those videos always tend to do pretty well. Um, I did a video on how to troll solo, the premise of that being that you uh, you have a GPS trolling motor and you can pretty much troll by yourself. So um, that was a cool video that got a lot of really good feedback and uh, I'm hoping that I can make some more videos like that at the, the end of duck season next year. Um, a little, little more focus on, on getting out for walleye and trolling. I was more or less dialing in the, uh, the setup this year. Uh, we moved from walleye to bass fishing. I always do really well during the spawn. Um, I've got some really good areas that hold some really, really good fish. So, um, you know, that that beginning of May to the end of June time frame, uh, we did really well. If anybody's interested in seeing those bass fishing videos, those are on the channel. Uh, my favorite video that I did throughout the bass fishing uh, session season was uh, I did an hour challenge. So I showed up at the boat ramp at like eight o'clock and the, the sun went down at nine and uh, I ended up catching like 10 fish in 51 minutes or something like that. And uh, that was a cool video. Um, kind of a race against the, the sun was was really fun to do. And uh, if you guys get a chance to go check that out, uh, definitely appreciate it. It's a, it's a cool video. Did a lot of bass fishing videos. Um, there's just a flooded market for bass fishing videos, but there's people that watch them. I tend, I keep doing them and it keeps the channel relevant throughout the, the off season. So it's helpful. Um, been doing a lot of shorts, a lot of TikTok stuff. Um, it's way different than doing long form videos, doing the short stuff. I mean, I basically just find a template or something and use what I've got on my phone, but, uh, I've had some really good videos, some videos do pretty well, and I think that the TikTok uh, platform is more or less just a uh, way to bring more viewers to the YouTube channel. I'm not trying to 
make it on TikTok. Um, I just, it's easy. It's fun. Uh, I've got a lot of saved videos on my phone that really don't do anything. So it's cool to give them a, a second life and uh, let other people see that and kind of push the, the hunting industry into TikTok as much as we can. Um, there's a lot of cool people that create some really good content on there. Uh, Joel Clements from uh, Blog Dog Fishing, he, uh, he's got a really good following on there. We've become pretty good friends. Uh, we went fishing last year. That video did pretty well as well. Um, we met through TikTok. He is actually the first guest for season three. So that'll be out after this. He will be, he will be episode two of season three. So be sure you guys, uh, stick around so you can listen to that. He's got a real, really good insight on Lake Erie walleye fishing and, um, He's really good behind the camera since he's always, you know, well, really good in front of the camera since he's always filming his own TikTok stuff. So the conversation was really good. Um, there's a lot of good information in there that I think a lot of people that are interested in walleye fishing, especially on Lake Erie, would find very interesting. So be sure you guys check that out. Um, moving into this season, you know, I've talked about the trips that I'm planning. Um, still going to try and put out a video every week. Um, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a tips and tricks, whether it's a, a hunt, I'm still going to push it. Um, we've got, we've got a couple reviews of products that I used last year that are going to come out, um, right after, um, probably this, this episode, maybe after Joel's episode, I've taken a, a few weeks off of making videos this summer. Uh, everything kind of slowed down and I needed a break to kind of, work the podcast and get that back up since I'm doing that during hunting season. And, uh, I just wanted to, uh, give my brain some time to, to take a rest. You know, there's a lot of work that goes into making these, these videos, um, especially behind the scenes and the trips and all the failed trips trying to make videos. So it's, a uh, it's, a it's definitely a, a, almost a full-time deal when you're when you're really trying to push content and uh trying to make the best videos that you possibly can uh it's a grind it's really a grind so got a little bit of a reset here I'm gonna be doing um gonna be showcasing some uh some stuff that's uh that's been happening at the house so i put in a dove field i put in a uh crop field in the back um that's that should be pretty cool to to see it's growing up pretty good now. We'll see if we can get some geese in there. Uh, it should be a pretty good food plot for some deer, um, doves, you know, that whole thing. So it's coming along pretty nicely. It's just a, it's a long process <laughs> just watching crops grow. So I have, uh, I did the, the planting of it, some, some updates throughout the summer of, you know, where the crops are and stuff like that. And so that should be finishing up here pretty soon and I'll get that, that video pushed out. But, um, going to be focusing just a lot on on divers uh there'll be some quite a few puddle duck hunts as well doves geese you know the whole nine but i know that a lot of people come here for the diver stuff so we're going to make a focus on that as well so i hope that everybody really enjoys the season i hope that everybody's been enjoying the the content uh for the podcast we are trying something new this year where uh i'm trying to do different camera angles so like you guys will see this video here this video here for the solo ones and then uh, I have some 
some programs and stuff, and especially this camera in front of me that um, I'm using to kind of give the podcast video some body. So at least, uh, you know, if you're looking at it, there's changes in angles and stuff like that. And uh, there's going to be a little bit more than just two squares sitting next to each other. Um, so I know there's a decent amount of people that watch the the videos of the podcasts and uh, I want to give them the same attention that I give to the audio for these podcasts. So I hope that everybody enjoys it moving forward. Um, if anybody has any suggestions for anything that they would like to see, you're always welcome to message me and I'll take them, take them into consideration. Uh, there's a lot that can be done on the lake. There's a lot that can be done in the marshes. There's a lot of reviews that I can be doing, a lot of people I can bring on here. So I just hope that everybody enjoys it throughout the season. There's probably going to be more than 10 episodes like last season. Um, there's a lot more uh, interest in the podcast that I was not expecting. Um, I put up a picture the other day of the podcast setup, and I've, there was a lot of response to it that everybody was excited to see it come back. So I think it's cool. I, uh, really wasn't expecting the amount of uh, support that I've gotten from everybody. So once again, I appreciate it. I know I've said that a lot on this episode, but I just want everybody to know how grateful I am that there's people out there that care about this stuff, that want to see somebody from Ohio uh, create content, create podcasts. Um, I was just on the Aptitude Outdoors podcast last night, so that should be coming out soon. So uh, keep your eye out for that. Um, Paul is another Northwest Ohio content creator. Uh, he's a filmmaker, and uh, he does a lot with fishing. He started duck hunting as well. So our episode last night was a lot mostly focused on duck hunting. Um, he asked a lot of questions so that uh, people who are getting into it can can uh, get some advice. Um, we talked about my experience with all the, the hunting that I've done, uh, a lot of the fishing stuff that I do. Uh, he's into a lot of stuff that I am. So it was a really good conversation. You guys should definitely go check that out. When uh, when it comes out, I'll link it in the show notes. But I think that's it for this podcast. Just a short little intro to season three. And uh, yeah, I think that's all we've got. So thank you guys for tuning in. Be sure to uh, check out the next episode with Joel. Um, we're going to have some other people lined up from Ohio, from the industry, throughout the country. And it'll be a really good time. So thank you guys for checking it out. Appreciate it very much. I'll catch you guys on the next episode.